Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I hope you're having a good week, and I hope you're continuing to enjoy the stories. Don't forget to like them and share them with other folks. That would be very helpful. I've been thinking about all sorts of encounters I've had with wild animals, and there are quite a few of them. I've titled this one, Close Encounters of the Bear Kind. I've had a lot of opportunities to be face-to-face -face with black bear, uh, brown bear, uh, not the big Alaskan brown bear, but just the brown bear in different parts of Colorado and up in New York State. One of my first encounters really face-to-face -face was up on Mount Marcy in New York, and my wife and I were backpacking and uh, climbing up Mount Marcy, which is the highest mountain in New York State, and we're going along, and we finally got to the last uh, little lean-to area where you can camp. In fact, I don't even think they allow it now, but back then we could, and uh, we had had a long, hard couple of days backpacking up to there, and so we were moving around pretty slow in the morning and getting the meal cooked, everything, and I think that we had a little bit of bacon, which we didn't usually carry backpacking, but we did that time. As we're wrapping things up, we'd already eaten. Anne was getting her pack ready and had gone over to clean things up. And I stood up and there was a bear, probably about 20 feet away from me. It was standing up. And at that point, it was about as tall as I was. And he was just curious. I mean, he'd been smelling the bacon, I'm sure. And he stood up and he's looking at me and sort of like he's inviting himself for breakfast, but we were already done. And I did what the only thing I knew to do. I just yelled at him and told him, get on out of here. And he looked kind of surprised and he just left. But that's pretty close for a bear. Mount Marcy has lots of bears. We've had several other trips there we've done with high schoolers and uh, other wilderness camps. We had one, there were a group of seven or eight kids going in, and we stopped at Marcy Dam, which is really only two or two and a half miles in from the trailhead where we were. And I had to go back out that night, and so I left my leader, Pat, she was there, and I told them about the bears, what to do, how to hang their packs up in the trees and everything. But there was one kid who really kind of wanted to see bears and found out later that he had not hung his pack up high uh, like he needed to. And actually, in the early morning, they heard a noise, then they looked out, and Pat described it later. She said there was a bear cub up on the one backpack that was too low and was just swinging back and forth like it was a swing. They were all pretty afraid. When I heard it, I was a little upset with not hanging the packs, but it did sound pretty funny. Mount Marcy got so many bears there around Marcy Dam that the rangers told us, don't hang your packs up in the trees because the bears have learned how to snap those lines and we actually would hang our food and our packs down over the edge of Marcy Dam so that the bears couldn't get to it. There were several times we were camped there with different groups. 
You could always hear the bears walking around the lean-to at night, sniffing and snuffing and wanting stuff. It always captured everybody's attention. We were on one backpack trip. We were farther up into the trip. I think we were camped somewhere near Avalanche Lake, somewhere around there, a little bit beyond that, I suppose. And again, we always told the kids, you know, at that point, you don't keep food in your tent at night. You pack everything up in your bag, get it up in the trees. And they all did that, except uh, two guys. These were, we were in two men tents. They decided they were going to keep some of their snacks out at night. And they did that. They didn't say anything about it. And uh, we all went to bed that night. Next morning, we woke up. And my daughter, Carrie, was with me in my tent. And we woke up. And the two guys there are terrified. They're still, like, shaking their boots. And he said, didn't you hear that bear last night? No, we didn't hear anything. We were sleeping. And it turns out the bear was walking around their tent, sniffing and snuffing because it could smell that food. Now, it didn't do anything. And I said, well, why didn't you yell? Why didn't you yell for me to wake up? And they said, we did. I said, you did? What'd you do? And then in a real faint whisper, they said, Pastor Jim, Pastor Jim, wake up. Well, I couldn't have heard that. It was It was very, very funny. There were other places where we saw bears. One in Colorado there in Pagosa Springs, there was a young yearling cub that had climbed up into a tree right by the lodge there. It was in the fall. It'd been a year. uh, Bears had come down a lot. The berries hadn't grown well. Cubs were leaving their moms early, everything like that. In fact, that year, there were bears everywhere. We saw one about maybe a block and a half from our house there. It was a big mama bear, and she was just wandering through the neighborhood looking for food, I suppose. That was the closest that we'd had a bear to our house there. And so we always kept a close eye on the kids for two or three weeks there before the bears moved on up into the rest of the country. I don't remember if this was the year that it happened or not, but actually downtown Pagosa Springs, there was our drugstore, Jakey's Drugs, and one morning the doors were open, they were getting ready to get going with business, and customer had already come in, and she was going through the aisles or something, and suddenly Ben Jakey said, oh, there was a bear walking in the door. And he went over and he snuck over to the aisles and he got up to the woman. And he said, uh, ma'am, he says, you need to be really quiet. Just get down. There's a bear on the other side of the aisle. And she looked at him and like, who do you think I am? And she wouldn't calm down. And finally, she kind of went off in a huff and stood up a little taller and looked over the counter there at the next aisle. And there was a bear stood up and looked her right in the face. Uh, We all got a good laugh at that. That was in the little newspaper. And in fact, Jakey's Drug still has in their little emblem now a black bear standing up. Well, back to our story about the cub up in the tree. This was a yearling cub. I don't know how big he was, uh, probably 125 pounds, maybe 150. 
and he had climbed up in a tree right there. Well, there are a lot of people around, and I happened to be driving by just when this all happened, and there was the game warden there, and then a couple of my friends. So game warden Herb said, well, here, I'm going to have you all help me, and he had a tranquilizer gun, dart gun, that he was going to shoot the bear, and then we would catch it. So we had this tarp that we were supposed to catch the bear in, kind of stretch it out, you know, like a trampoline. And so he got up there and he shot the bear with the tranquilizer dart, but the dart didn't go in. Nothing happened. And he couldn't figure out what was going on. Nothing. The bear was just sitting there looking at us, kept going around the tree. Herb shot another one and it still didn't work. Well, it turns out later, found out it was a new gun. He was putting the dart in backwards, and so nothing was happening. It wasn't helping. So there were more and more people starting to gather around. Uh, different, uh, quite a few tourists, and they're wondering what's going on. And so there are five or six of us around there now trying to help get that bear out of the tree because we don't want him right there, and the, at least the game warden didn't want him there. So Herb finally said to my friend Bill, he said, Bill, why don't you climb up there, try to get a rope on him. By then, my dad had driven by, and he had a, one of his uh, ropes in the back of his pickup. And so they took dad's rope. Bill climbed the tree up kind of around the that cub. It was more than a cub. It was, it was a yearling. And kept trying to drop the rope on him and get a rope around him. And the idea was get the rope on him, yank him out of the tree, catch him in the tarp and then load him into the cage that was there. And at first, Bill was having a hard time getting the rope on him. The bear kept swatting away and he was a little concerned, but not too concerned. He was just, uh, there was an awful lot of commotion going on. And so finally, Bill got the rope on him and there were uh, four guys, maybe five guys there with the tarp. And Herb handed me the tranquilizer gun he said, now you hold this and, and get ready to use it if you have to. <laughs> Herb, it doesn't even work. At that point, we hadn't figured out what it was. I, I don't. What am I supposed to do, club him with it? But so I'm just standing there with the gun. Everybody else is holding on to the, the tarp, and they get ready, and they yank that uh, bear out of the tree. And it's just like the cartoons. He comes flying down and misses the tarp by about two feet, and whap, he hits the ground, knocked the wind out of him, and uh, then stood up and started wandering around. Well, you never saw people scatter so fast in your life, because all the tourists and everybody in there watching, they took off at a big run. But we got the tarp, wrapped that bear up in it, there were enough of us there, we could wrap him up there, got him in the cage, and took off. It was quite the event. My dad wasn't very happy because after that, his rope smelled like bear and the horses did not like that at all. And he had to finally change one rope because he couldn't use that one anymore around the horses. Probably my greatest face-to-face -face with a bear was pretty scary. I had been up on the Fruita Place, up on our summer range, up up in the mountains past there on the book cliffs. And I had been riding around. I was 
looking for some um, steers, some things I was having to find and doctor. And the other thing that was happening that summer, we were real low on water. It was a pretty much of a drought year. And so I spent a lot of time finding little springs of water and developing them, getting pipes to them, and, and then hauling stock tanks so that the water would fill up so the cows and calves, everything could get water more easily. And so I had been doing that, and it had been a long, hard day, and I was ready to go. The way the mountains are there, there's like they're really steep, they're really big, and there's big valleys around. And often we would ride just up the valley and back down the valley. It was much farther, but much easier. But I decided I was kind of running out of time, and I decided I'm just going to go up over the mountain. And so I did. And I was riding my horse, Rawhide, who was a tough horse, but Rawhide was tired too. Half the time going up that mountain, I was off of him. I'm just having to lead him because it's so steep. And I get up there, I get to the top of the mountain, and I am really, really tired. And so after we took a little rest, I told Rawhide, sorry, but I'm getting on. And I got on and I'm riding down the other side and it's still steep and we're winding back and forth. And all of a sudden, before I knew anything had happened, there was a big mama bear at that point, probably about 15 yards from me. And she was in full charge at that time. You could hear woof, woof, and she's running right at us. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Rawhide and I took a vote, and we left. I did some of the hardest, fanciest riding I've ever done because it was thick brush. Rawhide was going right straight through, and I'm just knocking a path down through that mountain. Always thought afterwards it really wasn't very fair because we were having to go through all that thick brush we were knocking it aside so much that bear had an even path to run. But somewhere along the line, I don't know how far because I was pretty scared and I was too busy riding, the bear stopped chasing us. I don't know what happened. I suppose that we had gotten between her and her cubs and she was coming to take care of them. Now, whether she was going to finish through with the attack, I don't know. We didn't take time to find out. I was really upset with my dogs. Both Bull and Kim were there. They didn't even bark. They didn't even let out a yelp. They just beat us down the mountain. It was pretty scary because she was a big bear, and I didn't want to have to tangle with her. Close encounters of a bear kind. You may have faced some things that were kind of scary, too, down through the years, and it's always a good thing to remember how God has taken care of us and the things he let us experience and still showing us how he really is in our lives. Well, that's enough bear stories for now. There are some more. This is Cowboy Jim's stories around the campfire. These are good ones to tell at the campfire, I'm sure. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.